Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Joseph Robertson, Coffee Lovers Magazine. Here with Jesse Nelson of Conduit Coffee, as always. <laughs> We're here. Good day, again. Jesse. Another week goes by. We're here. Doodle, doodle, doodle. We don't record a month's worth of shows in one afternoon. That's a good idea, though. Yeah, we should maybe get on that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what the consumers think. Also, what coffee should I buy? That's the question I was going to ask you, Jesse. You're the roaster. <laughs> we can start over. No. <laughs> we can switch positions. Um, that's always uh, that's always a ta- challenging question. I mean, what do you tell people like when they come and they're like, okay, you know, are you traveling with somebody? And you know. yeah, it's usually uh, it's usually easier in person. Right. I mean, we have that because there's like yeah, four single origins and mm-hmm. two or three of our blends yeah. up there on the shelf, like. And I had this. I had this um, just on on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Um, one of your customers came in, uh, and you were busy, so I was helping him out, picking a coffee. And he said that he um, uh, he brews on the stovetop, the mocha pot. Uh, mocha pot. Yes, yeah. thank you. And he had just done the um, ship canal, and. I think the second one was maybe El Salvador, Ethiopian, or something like that. I think it was Ethiopian. So he'd done the ship canal in Ethiopia, and he's curious about other things. He's curious about the Loco Boco espresso blend, which he had never had. Um, it's pretty good on a mocha pot. Yeah. And uh, it was... It, it, it's it's just much easier in person, especially when you have the coffee right there, to just talk about all the different coffees and talk about what that person likes in terms of flavor. Right, that because hand-to-hand sales. Yeah, yeah, that's what it really comes down to, is what your taste interests are. It's a combination of what your taste interests are and your understanding of what coffee can taste like. And my understanding of how you interpret things so that I can translate one to the other. Right. Uh, I want a good, strong coffee. That could be anything. Okay. <laughs> Up your dose. Yeah. See last week's episode. <laughs> that wasn't about strong. We should do an but episode on strong and weak coffee. With Francis. With, with donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a really tough question. I mean, it's hard to answer that question. And, I mean without asking other follow-up questions to somebody. Yeah. I mean, so one of my first questions is, you know, how do they brew their coffee? Mm-hmm. That's always an important one. It's a real indicator how much they care about it or, you know, well, what, the, the, what the their experience of the level is as well. Exactly. You know, if they, uh, if they like it with milk or sugar, mm-hmm. you know, that's another good question. I also like um, to know why people are asking that question because I think uh, there's, there's different levels of, of interest and experience that come with that question. Right. There's... Uh, certainly, the person who um, who will come to you who's interested in what you're doing. There's a person who knows that there's really good coffee and they want to explore more. There's a person who uh, is just maybe just getting into coffee and just hears about people talking about good or you know the best coffee or something like that. Or they and stumble into this garage and they have no <laughs> idea what they're looking at. Right. Um, and then there's there's of course there's someone who just doesn't. No. Anything, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone starts from that point of view. Yeah, I mean that's where everyone begins. Um, 
and, and that level of experience and interest uh, makes a huge difference. I'm not sure if my saying that contributes to the conversation much of any. The world is a smarter place now. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. I'm glad I can contribute. So do you think consumers are too overwhelmed with like the choices of the groceries? I mean, so that's the thing. If you don't have somebody else telling you what the coffee you should buy and you go to the grocery store and you see everything from Kuma to Vita to Starbucks. And it would certainly be, I'd actually uh, interject here on the show and say to you listeners, uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on this as well. Um, those of you listening to the show have a particular level of interest in coffee because you're listening to two guys in a garage talk about coffee. Could be anything. <laughs> we could be talking about anything. Uh, we, but we have to be talking about coffee. We happen to be talking about coffee and you happen to be listening. So you, you're obviously very interested in this sort of thing. Um, and uh, so yeah, I'd be interested to hear what, what your perspective is on when, when you're thinking about buying coffee. Do you know exactly what you want? And do you go search for it? Or are you just curious and you look to people who have experience who are a coffee roaster or who publish a magazine about coffee. Yeah, I'm, to, I feel like that's a hard good. perspective to come back to, is what it's like to go in as a, as a coffee rookie into the grocery store. Yeah. Um, I, still have, I still have memories of that. And I still, I try, to, I try to walk around stores with a fresh perspective. I just try to kind of like clear my head just and my just look up. at things. And what I always find, which I recall from when I was new to coffee, I always find that my eyes just get drawn to the flashy packaging. One of the first coffees I considered outside of Starbucks was just a really fancy package. It was, it, it, I mean, in retrospect, it was not anything special. Right. Um, and in fact, it probably wasn't any different at all from like Starbucks coffees that I was getting, but it sounded different and right. special. Was that marketing that side? That was entirely what I, I was remember um, first being drawn to some of the single origins. Was, I was going to cafes and drinking better coffee. I wasn't buying a lot of beans for home. Um, but then when Stumptown first came out with their bags, yeah. I first noticed them with the cards in them. And it's like a different kind of slick packaging. Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's a pretty, pretty nondescript bag, but all of a sudden there's all this information that's not ordinary information for coffee. You know, elevation and yeah. varieties of coffee. And, and then when it's coming from one place, it, it feels so special, I think. Right. So that's kind of where, where for me, that's where the our, our slope and our end of coffee went. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to pick out coffee on the mm. grocery store shelves. I think it's a better way is probably to just ask around to find out where cafes are and smaller businesses. Yeah. Um, well, we're all obviously big fans of local Going local. I mean, same thing with restaurants. You know, where do you find the best produce, or where do you find the, the you know, some of the, the best food? Or they're they're usually at small places. You're not going to go to Olive Garden because they have the best pasta in where you know whatever city suburban area you're in. I mean, there's all sorts of amazing restaurants that serve pasta. You're telling me Sizzler is not Sizzler. <laughs> it's up there with Olive Garden. <laughs> I mean, they have the breadsticks and stuff. But. I mean, so the same thing with coffee, right? Yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just, and that's some, that's a real disconnect that I think a lot of consumers haven't quite realized is that coffee, just like everything else, wine and beer and everything that you get more interest and more passion from smaller businesses and, that are making it. So ask around and then 
talk to people. And, you know, do you like your coffee with milk? You know, do you like to add sugar to it? Is that your routine? And that's the kind of coffee you want to match it to. There's so many, so many variables. Hmm. It is. Overwhelming. I've been trying to, I've been trying to see if I can identify people's coffee interests by their other taste interests. This is just a personal exercise because I'm just curious how often these sorts of things line you up. You can call it. When you're working at a cafe and you know your clientele, I mean, you, can, you can name the drink when they walk in the door just mm-hmm. by the way their strut is. You know, you, you know, especially like short Americanos. That's impressive. Well, just the way they're dressed. I mean, it's sort of you can tell if they're going to be into frou-frou latte drinks. You know, ah, okay. they walk up like, you know, short lattes, ice drinks. I don't know. Just getting used to regulars and kind of what the regulars want. It is interesting. I, I suspect, yeah, definitely patterns show up. Um, but that's how you sell the coffee or sell whatever you are is recognizing that in, in the community and, and helping those people buy and get what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I've been, uh, like, I always reckon if you, if you like really good chocolate, like you like really good dark chocolate, um, there's no way that you're not going to enjoy really good coffee. Um, if you have, if you have a propensity to enjoy many different types of foods, like different, like culturally different types of foods, if you, if you span a large sort of taste spectrum, right. I would say it's probably more likely that you're going to get into, um, delicately, right. interestingly flavored, tasted, flavored, <laughs> interestingly tasting coffees, um, if you, uh, if you're a fan of things like scotch, then you probably. If you're a foodie, you probably like. I would think so. That's my that's my like supposition, but I uh, so far uh, that has not been consistent enough to be accurate to me. I, I, I actually totally agree. It, it's kind of defies, like, what you would think of somebody that really gets into good food. But a lot of people haven't made the connection to, to coffee. Hmm. I mean, um, even that book from that fancy restaurant on kind of the theories of food and what, you know, chemical analysis of certain fruit, yeah. food matches with wine, all this stuff. I mean, they have one section on roasted coffee as a, as a flavor. That's huh. it. And it's like, they're, they have, every chapter is based around a different type of wine and a different region. And all yeah. this, you know, it's very much wine-focused recipes, sort of food. Theory, yeah, but, but wine, it, wine and food in this culture has certainly gone together for a very long time. Right. Uh, I've started looking at, we're getting, drifting off topic, that's fine. I've started looking at how the wine, um, how the perspective on wine in society has, has kind of evolved over the years. Because, uh, you know, there's, there's the idea that maybe coffee will do similar things that wine did. Uh, and maybe it'll do similar things that beer did. And it's probably going to be some combination of the two. Right. Because coffee carries the, the intricacy and the delicate, fascinating nature that wine does. Uh, but maybe it has more of the casual, everyday sort of characteristic that beer does. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, you know, it's a legal beverage for anybody to drink. That's true. And it's also uh, really underexplored. I mean, 
I mean, there's been a few instances in the last 30 or 40 years until, you know, the last 15 that people got into coffee, but it's really rare. And they get into the science and the science of manufacturing coffee and kind of agronomy and mega scale coffee. But I mean, for, you know, centuries, people in Ethiopia and Yemen have known what the, you know, the appeal and mm -hmm. you know, the elixir of coffee in, in Cascara. So I, I mean, that's... Yeah, I think this is interesting. The other, so we're totally, we're totally not doing all of these episodes in one day, but the next couple of episodes are going to be on similar subjects. Um, <laughs> and I think they're overlapping a bit more right. than I thought. They always do. But that's a good thing. Um, Especially when you drift off topic and we just start. Yeah, that's talking. true. Yeah. Start rambling. But that's so, but back to so our I think, little, yeah, our the outline answer, though. The answer is, to what coffee should I buy is... Where do you want to go? I would say I would say that if you if you really want like someone else to make a decision, you know, you can go to people like us. And any coffee we recommend is going to be a good coffee. Whether that's the right coffee for you is much more difficult to tell, right? Um, because we don't know what you like. And be open to exploring. Yeah, you know what we're just talking about Ethiopia and these different types of coffee and coffee cultures. I mean, they've they're very they're very different, and mm -hmm. they. You know, water availability where the coffee's grown makes a huge difference if, you know, it's predominantly natural process or wash process. And, you know, so all that affects coffees. And then you get to the roasting, of course, and whatever us silly people want to do with that changes it. Greatly. Yeah. There's also you know, one, one aspect of, of coffee drinking, which we didn't really look at, is just the, the, the mental space that you're in when you drink the coffee. <laughs> we talked about this in other episodes, I think, but or off topic. Well, whatever. Francis and I like, actually were simply, talking about that earlier last week when the idea that um, what they're what they're finding with with the way our bodies ingest, usually via the caffeine and mm -hmm. the types of minerals and where what how the coffee's grown and where it's grown and what elevation and all the varietals like what the terroir and all that's bringing to it. That there's a lot of incredible vitamins that are getting into our systems through coffee. Oh, interesting. Um, and then activated by our, our bodies are activated by the by the caffeine to absorb those and kind of be more receptive, <laughs> and that that can actually have an emotional impact. So different coffees can affect people. There's, well, there's I, a, I was thinking in terms quality. of like in the morning, like oftentimes first thing in the morning, I don't want a coffee that I need to think about. Right. A lot of people Depends. don't want to be woken up with a geography lesson. Yeah. You know, my dad loves his dark roast with cream. Francis, Francis is all about that ship canal. Oh, yeah. His ship canal French press. In the he morning. is our quality control department for dark roasted coffees. Because he likes that in the morning. He likes a French press of that, and he yeah. doesn't necessarily finish it. He just likes that flavor. And it sets him up and makes his body feel good. And then when he's ready to think about coffee, he gets into his mm -hmm. little tutti frutti Ethiopians. Tutti frutti. <laughs> Is that the end? Yeah. <laughs> you going tutti frutti. <laughs> tutti frutti. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.